friend. Season 3 of the Mystical American Patriot Society is transmitting to you from a high desert encampment, on the frontier of our agrarian hoplite republic. This is a variety program for happy warriors who are getting some seriously bad vibes from the deranged post-Christian technocracy. Grab a tankard of yak's milk and join us by the campfire. As Sumo and Cavi return to shake your surveillance, expel your parasites, and generally have a good time. Are you ready? Stand by. The fog is lifting from the water The bells are sounding out the boats And our love is a monster, plain and simple Though you weigh it down with stones to try and drown it It floats, it floats The day of reckoning is coming than anyone here realizes And our love is like Jesus But worse, when you seal the cave up Where you lay in its body It rises, it rises And I, 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 I Keep waiting for our love to die And flicker, but it won't stay dead. And it perks up when the nurses bring its medication by. And I, 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 I wish our love would go the way of all flesh. It's not right, it's not nice to try to kill the same thing twice. Pack your bags, we are going to Marrakesh. G G Cor. Hello, Cavi. How are you today? Doing good. Dear one, dear Cavi. Have you heard that song before? I have not. You haven't. You haven't heard that song. I think it's by the Mountain Goats, but I'm not. I'm not How sure. How could it might Mountain be, Goats speak English? 
That's a good question. <laughs> it's a good, I don't know how Mount Gozo, uh, or it might be by the extra glens, but I'm not, I know it's not by Martial Arts Weekend. I think that's the cover that I like the best. But uh, it, it's either by the Extra Glens or the Mountain Goats. I don't like the Mountain Goats. The Mountain Goats are not a good band, in my opinion. People, though, it's weird because it seems like that would be a band that I would like. They seem like they're right up my alley. You know, like a little bit of like someone that just didn't, wasn't quite in NPR. Like they were just a little shoved out for being a little too weird, which is sort of where I sit sometimes. Um, and it should have, I should have been, you know, they're in there with like that Jonathan Colton, uh, Decemberist, long winters sort of vibe. But I just never, I don't know. I just didn't like the way he sounded, I think, is the problem. I, I think I mostly didn't like the album cover. Have you ever been thrown off of a thing just because of the album covers and you just couldn't listen to the music? Uh, most of my music comes from the internet, so I don't know if we've really seen much album covers, to be honest. Well, they sh they still show up on the on like yeah, on your Spotify do. or your whatever, and you know I just when it comes up and it's that it's that little head of them and the thing, I just like ugh, and then I turn it off. Um, and also the one guy looks weird. He's got that weird haircut. Sort of unforgivable. He's got the unforgivable haircut, and I just can't. I, I just can't. But it's a, it's a nice little song anyway. And <clears throat> do you know where Marrakesh is? A lot of people don't know where Marrakesh is. I think in it's the Northern Africa. I think it's the I think it's a city in Morocco, but I don't really know. And yeah, that I don't sounds know why right. There. It sounds like it sounds like it should be in Morocco, but I don't. I don't honestly know. I think that maybe the odd man who's our guest today from the odd, the, the odd cast, the odd man out from the odd cast, um, he might know because he's, you know, he's into politics and so forth and so on, as many of our listeners also are into politics and so on. I'm sure he knows lots about world places and events and things. Um, and it'll be good. I think we're. Gonna, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, because you know it's his. His. He's sort of an eclectic uh, guest, so we'll see what happens. I suppose. Not that I ever really plan out much of the things that we do. Um, but before we get going to that, I want to talk. We got some stuff to talk about. Before we get into that, I want to remind everybody. Listen, listen. I'm speaking to you right now, listener. Whomever you are, maybe you are driving in the car. Maybe you're sitting at home. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're working out. I don't know whatever, how you how you enjoy this podcast. If you have not done so, and most of you have not done so, you need to right now pause what you're doing and go to the links under this show and do a couple of things. You need to either sign up for the Gumroad or the Patreon. It will take a few minutes of your time, and it will be so worth it because then then uh, Cavi will have some more money. And now, not very much, because he doesn't get much from this podcast, but it'll be a little bit. And uh, it's also, more Canadian than you think, because it gets converted to Canadian. That's true. It does. When I send it to him, it is like a boost. It's like, I wish mine share got boosted like that, but it doesn't. And also, the same goes with Tanny in Australia. You, she also gets a boost in money. Um, but so, listen, if you want the podcast to continue, and continue to grow, which is, this is what we're having a lot of guests on. We're in a growth phase, allegedly, hypothetically, in theory, we're putting it, this is, we're running the play. We're going to see if we score the touchdown. I don't know. 
but we're having a lot of guests on to try and get onto their podcast so that people will see their podcast and then come see us on their podcast and then come to this podcast. And we need your help to facilitate to do that. It's not very much money. You definitely can't afford it. It's just that you're a little lazy about signing up. And I know because I also don't want to go through the trouble of going on a new service and clicking the buttons and where is my credit card and finding the number. I know it's a hassle, but just do it anyway and also sign up for my Substack. That is free if you want it to be, but you also should pay for that. Anyway, there's the sales pitch for that. Hello, Cavi. What happened in 1971? Do you know? The whole year of stuff. Well, but what was the big thing? This is this is a Before thing. Before my time. Yeah, this is a big thing. This is what uh, number 15, who was on years ago, CEO of Earth, um, friend of show. He will always bring this up because it's always true. He goes, he'll say things like, why are you speaking of, of this thing when this other big thing is, is the problem? Is, is it the problem. World War One? No, 1971. Is your history that poor? Oh, that was a joke. <laughs> I didn't know what they teach people in Canada. Not, you know, not I didn't, much. I didn't know if it was you got it confused with the great maple syrup fiasco of, of Ot 7 or whatever. Well, as, I don't as we'll learn later, nobody learned anything about any world wars in Canada. Good. Good. Well, that's probably for the best. But so... Um, if if you you know people share graphs, people really like graphs, even though most people can't read graphs, most people don't know how to read a graph, uh, but people really like to share them on the internet. If you have a graph, then you win your argument. You know, like you're having an argument, like oh yeah, and then you go yeah, and you put a graph. They're like oh man, I'm defeated. Mm. Except not really, because no one ever admits admits they're wrong on the internet. But it does sort of like. Make it like, oh, yeah, that's a good point you have there. That people like bar graphs, they like pie charts, they like line graphs. They like those candlestick graphs when you're talking about um, bitcoins, all the graphs. And if you look at all the graphs, pretty much all of the ones that people cite as like a bad problem, the point where they start going bad is almost exactly 1971. Almost exactly. And a lot of our listeners already know what I'm going to say, because a lot of our listeners are, are libertarian adjacent and they this is like their whole thing. Um, but if you look at like when divorce rates started to skyrocket, if you look at rates of single motherhood, if you look at um, uh, rates of people starting a business, if you if you look at rates of the divergence between uh, cost of living and people's income. If you look at the uh, electricity, food, and and fruit uh, CPI graph, uh, it, you, you see the same thing. If you look at inflation graphs, same 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 spot. If you look at cost of living graphs, if you look at uh, the number of uh, when uh, two both spouses had to work to support a family. If you look at uh, real GDP per capita per median income. If you look at anything, n name a thing that has a graph that looks bad about America. Almost always the inflection point is right around 1971. Uh, and so many times on that year, exactly. You start to see 
that's when the that's when the spike starts to happen that or the dip depending on what you're what you're talking about is good or bad that's when lines start to diverge that should be merged you know like productivity and compensation or like uh, gdp versus wages or the ability to own a home or who qualifies all these things start to diverge in 1971 everything right can you guess what happened in 1971 is that when they like took the Bible or prayer out of schools or something? No, no, that's that's a good guess. A lot of people like to go to the spiritual route. They like to blame our problems on the spiritual, on and I do that sometimes too. But everything is connected. The physical is not disconnected from the spiritual. We're physical beings after all. Uh, give us another one. Give us another one. Another guess. You get three guesses. Uh, is that when they made abortion legal or something? No, but abortion does begin to skyrocket in 1971, and, and it doesn't go back down. It starts to go up, and that starts to be a, a big uh, thing. Give me another one. Hmm. I'll give you another hint. This is when this is when beef started to go down, and people started to transition over to chicken as their main food. That, uh, that makes me even more confused now. Uh, well, okay. How about um, would it help you if I said that? Uh, in 1970, um, they this is when the great shift happened between uh, uh, like animal fats versus seed oils and vegetable oils. Oh, is this Ansel Keys's study or something? No, no it's just everything. You, it's just everything you could imagine. Everything you could imagine where people complain about a thing. When you look at long-term graphs, all almost all of them happened around 1971. Yeah, I can't think of like one all-encompassing trigger for that. Okay, listener, I'm going to give you a chance to guess. You can scream at the radio in your car, just like you're a kid watching Dora the Explorer. Okay, in three, two, one, tell me the answer to the sky. That's right. It was when the U.S. got off the gold standard. You're right. You did so good, listener. You found Blue's Clues. We just figured out. Oh, that is pretty obvious now in hindsight. Yeah. We just figured out Blue's Clues. And this is, this is, it's a real thing in that it is nice. And it is, it is uh, something that we would like to say is like, this is all due to people have gotten away from God or, or women have, uh, are not doing their motherly roles or men need to man up. Or if only people had better education or if the companies weren't so greedy. And all of that's probably true. But all of that is downstream from the fact that in 1971, uh, we got off the gold standard completely. Now, if you look this up on the internet and you say, if you type into Google, Google, if you click clack at Google like this, and you say, Google, when did we get off 1971? It will pop up 1933, I think, 1933. Um, but in 19, and that is sort of like the first. Uh, that's the founding of the Federal Reserve, right? At Jekyll correct. Island. That, that's when that's when the Federal Reserve was founded. But you don't see a huge. Um, all these things don't start to, to happen then, right? Um, you see a little bit stuff starts to get a little wonky, but it doesn't like explode. And that's because in 1971, what we did was we really only did that domestically. We decoupled the dollar from the the gold standard domestically, meaning that you could no longer take your dollars to the bank and they would give you gold in exchange. But 
we were still doing that until 1971 with foreign countries. So if they traded with us, we had a guarantee that every gold, every dollar they they sold us or gave us or we paid them in was backed by X amount of gold. And then Nixon in 1971 just said, no, nah, no, nah, never mind. Nah, never mind. We're not doing that no more. And at that point, the U.S. dollar became completely uh, based in paper. It has no physical reality anymore. It has no connection to anything produced out of the ground. Because one of the nice things about a gold standard, and people will say a gold standard is also arbitrary, and they're correct. It is, right? Like, how much is gold worth? Well, however much people feel like it is, right? True. But you do have to do physical manual labor to get it. It requires, and it's really hard. Have you watched, have you seen how much earth they have to do away with to get like an ounce of gold? It's, it's, it's incredible. They'll be like this. They'll be like these gold mining operations. They'll be like this. Uh, imagine five Costco's stacked on, stacked on top of each other, filled with dirt. And they sift through all of it. And at the bottom, there's like this one little piece of gold, less than your fingernail. And that is not even pure gold. They have to refine that down. And then like 10% of that is a piece of gold, right? It's crazy. So you have to do all this labor to get it. And so it correlates with, it, it makes work, labor, and time correlated to value. Just intrinsically, because you have to do, you can't just, right now, how you make money is you is the guy at the Federal Reserve, he goes to a computer and he click clacks, and then there's money. That's all it is. That's all that's happened. That's all it is. And so, um, really, a lot of our problems are simply that we are using fake money. And uh, I wish it was more complicated than that. I wish it was like, oh, well, you know, people need to repent of their uh, sins, and they do. Or women need to learn how to be better moms, and they probably do. Or men need to stop being such deadbeats, and sure. But... Uh, or capitalism's bad, or it's because of the wokeness, or it's really, it, it, all of that is downstream from this event, if you just look at graphs, because almost all of it happens um, right at that specific moment. And that is sort of amazing. Um, that's sort of like, and the thing is, the thing, the crazy thing about it is though it's so obvious, you can look at graph after graph of this, no one ever brings it up in the main because what are we going to do at this point? Like there's no, there is no getting back on it without destroying the economy totally. And so everyone in, in government is has to like, like it incentivizes lying. Like you can't, there's nothing to be, once you've gotten this far off of it, there's nothing that can ever happen without, you just have to keep, it is a, it is like definitionally a Ponzi scheme and you have to keep going until the bottom falls out and then it just will happen overnight. And and I know people are like, you know, uh, you know, what's the, the saying? Like Peter Schiff, the gold guy has predicted 20 of the last three recessions. Uh, I know that it is overblown to be like, oh, it's going to collapse, but it, it's just mathematically must at some point. Right. And this is why, why is this? Why, what, what, why is this make uh, anything the Republicans want impossible? Can you give me an answer? 
Like, why does being off the gold standard make everything Yeah, like, possible? why does it being... Yeah, everything Republicans claim to want. Return to religion in schools. Return... Um, traditional family. Lack of integration. Immigration. Why does this make all of that impossible? And it's totally useless to fight about it other than that. I'm not sure. Aha! Well. Because... This is where the libertarians get it wrong. And I've mentioned this on the show before, too. The um, dollar is not actually come out of thin air. They they do just type it into a computer. But what they do... do yeah, it's debt-based. It's debt-based. So the debt has to always rise to keep the... The Ponzi scheme, it's like, instead of instead of getting more people at the bottom, you just need more debt at the bottom. The debt guarantees the dollar. Every dollar that's printed has to have a dollar of debt attached to it. So when people talk about the national debt and like, we got to get rid of it, when they say that, it's like, you know, to do that would be to collapse the country. Like the, it, would goes, it goes away. The only way it can continue is if we continue the debt. And the native population was maxed out. We were maxed out of debt. So what they have to do, the reason they want for, and it doesn't matter if they're productive, do you understand, listeners? It literally, people are like, but they don't add to the economy. And that's true. A lot of them don't. A lot of them come here. They have no education. They have big families they can't feed. They don't have a job or connections. They become welfare recipients. Does it matter? You have to get, the, you get them in here and then you get them in debt. You do all kinds of programs, it, whatever it takes to get them to sign a piece of paper that says, in the next 30 years, I will pay X amount of money. You get them into colleges with unpayable student loan debt, with no way to bankrupt it, and it just goes up forever. You get them in mortgages. You get them in small business loans. You get whatever it takes because they themselves are the, they, this, they themselves, if something is free, you are the product. And that's why I want you guys to sign up for the gum road and stuff because I don't want to start, I have to start selling your data to China, which I will do. I have your emails. I have you. I can sort of find your IP addresses from the people that I can. I can sell your data to China, and I don't want to do that. But I, I may have to start because people need to start supporting the things that they need to start paying for it, so they don't become the thing that's sold. You either produce the commodities or you are the commodity, and so all the immigrants we bring in, they are the thing we are selling. It is a roundabout form of slavery, which is the great. That's the great irony. It's so funny. I, I sort of, I sort of admire all of the, um, the, uh, the way the liberals, the left has sort of word spelled all of this stuff around because like, they, they get you so upset about slavery while they're actively enslaving most of the world in, in a debt scheme where you, and you can never get out of it. You can never offload your debts. They want to make it so that bankruptcy is impossible, negative interest rates, all these things. And they go, and slavery is bad as they're doing it. It's brilliant. It's Machiavellian. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of praiseworthy. Like, hey, good job. That's a great scam. You know, uh, Ponzi himself would be proud. But so that they, you can't do any, this is why you have to have a forever war. Because we're not giving Ukraine money. We are loaning Ukraine money. We're loaning Ukraine billions of dollars. And then when the war's over and whatever little scrap of blown up ground they have left, they'll be indebted to us for life, for multiple lives, for generations. They will have to pay off this debt and its interest. That's a way we can print more money. 
You do the same with uh, you want to go to war in an African country, get them in debt, get them to print money. Uh, that's the main purpose of NATO is you get people in debt and you get them to send us money. That's how the economy functions. And the entire Western world has sort of signed on to this because they all trade in U.S. dollars. And so you, you, there's nothing to do. Well, there's nothing to do. It's just over. Like there's no, you just have to ride this wave until it collapses and the collapse will be so hard and so bad. I don't know when it'll come. Will it come next year? Probably not. Will it come in 10 years? Maybe. Will it come in 50 or 100? Probably. But it will happen because eventually this scheme will stop. This is why we have to go to war with Taiwan. We have these things where we just get these other people and we we like, if we if Russia started a war against Europe, It'd be the greatest thing that ever happened for the dollar because we could we could sell, quote unquote, meaning give we could give, quote unquote, all this material aid to Europe and lock them into another debt cycle because they, they're some of them are still paying off their loans to us from World War Two. That's 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 how this got going. Some of those countries are still paying off their loans to the United States from World War Two. And so that gives us all this more money we can print. and. There is no, there's no way to rectify the situation. It just, it, I, and I don't want to black pill people, but you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a scenario where you have wages tied to productivity again. You're not going to get a scenario where you have divorce go back down because all these things are interrelated. Once you start making people in debt, everything starts to go bad. They start to get uh, relationships get strained because they have to work all the time to pay off the debt and th- what they paid off. They barely paid off anything because the interest went up. They don't have time to spend with each other. They drift apart. They're spending all the time at work and they fall in love with someone at work. And it's just the whole thing. And then the kids, they're raised and they have the trauma from that. So then they become furries and they get on the internet and they shoot a school. And that is, it's just this chain reaction of things which are a problem. And then the immigrants come in and people are like, well, you, but you need to work because I'm a dumb conservative. And I think that money comes from working and it never, it hasn't since 1971. It's not come from working since 1971. And you say, they need to work. We need skilled immigrants. No, you just need bodies to enslave. That's the, that's how this system functions. And so you pull them in here and you say, we shouldn't, and we're going to stop them and we build the wall. And it doesn't happen. And everyone in Texas pretends like they're going to do something. They never do anything because they can't do anything because instantly, and this happens in Europe all the time, they elect some far right wing popular. It just happened in Italy. That lady, I forget her name. She's like, I'm going to send them back. I'm going to put them on the boats. I'm going to stop the boats, you know, and then they, she wins and everyone's like, yay. And she gets in office and like, great. And the accountant for the state sits down with her and says, look, I loved your speeches, really did. But look at these graphs. Do you see the graphs? Uh, there's no, there's nothing we can do. Do you want to be the person this all falls apart on? Do you want the mobs coming after you when they can't afford their bread because you sent everyone home that was we needed to enslave for the money? Do you want the, your head on a pike? And they say, no, not really. Then you get with the program and you put the people in the boats and you bring them over here. Otherwise, this ship is going to sink. And I don't mean the ones in the Mediterranean. And that's just what it is. That's why you will not, You there is no winning, right? There is no winning here. That's the great message. There is no winning. So you can stop trying and care about something else for your life. Something important. You can learn 
how to play an instrument. You can go to church more. You can spend time with your family. You can do anything other than fret about politics because it's a, it's a waste of time and you will not win. That's the beautiful message. That's the freedom. That's the freedom. And and you have more time to sign up for to go to the Patreon because what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You're not going to win. Sign up for the Patreon. And the Gumroad. Just go do both. Sign up for both. Give us in both ways. That way, if one gets canceled, you still have the other. Right? And 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 maybe one day you'll even get something for your donations. Maybe we'll be one of those podcasts that has extras. But to get there, you have to be able to justify the time that you spend. And I just don't see it yet. Maybe we will in the future. Did any of that make sense? You had something you want to tell us about the craziness of Canada who doesn't learn anything. Which I could have told you that Canadians have memories even shorter than Americans. Oh, you're going to love what happened this week then. Tell us. Tell us. Okay, so I guess Zelensky was visiting Canada to ask for money from us or something this week. Mm -hmm. So during Parliament, they decided to bring in a Ukrainian war hero who fought the Russians. And they gave him (laughs) a giant standing ovation. Oh, I did see this. (laughs) Yeah, the, the problem though was that this Ukrainian war hero fought the Russians during World War II. And apparently not a single person in the Canadian government knows their history. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out that this guy was a literal Nazi Waffen SS soldier <laughs> from a unit that committed actual war crimes. And now that the country of Poland knows he exists, they're demanding he be extradited to Poland to stand trial for his crimes and thrown in jail for the rest of his, his life. He's like 98 years old. And does he live in, he, did I get right? He lives in Canada now? I'm not sure where he lives. All I know is Poland wants to throw him in jail. I don't know where yeah. they found this guy. Yeah, I don't. Who knows? But it's 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 so it's guys. A lot of people fought for the Axis, and all of them that did it weren't genocidal maniacs. They were just they didn't even know what was happening in 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 Germany. Like the guy in Ukraine, he didn't even know what they're doing over there. It's crazy to to have this. At some point, you just got to let go, you know, but Poland can't let go because Poland is, let me see. I think I, I, let me, I want to know the number. How, how in debt, how in debt is Poland to USA? Um, I don't remember. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Poland, Poland, 50, 50% of the country's GDP of Poland goes to paying off its debt every year and most of that is from world war ii and so they're probably just still mad about that but there's nothing there's there again nothing you, you just they just need to let it happen they just need to let it collapse have the mad max scenario and just move on with our lives but people don't want to do that they want to have some magic way out but there is no way out did this guy was he was he Applauded because I mean, like any anybody should know that a lot of Ukraine fought with the 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 Nazi side. But did anyone in the in the Canadian government appear aware of that? So if you watch the video of the Speaker of the House introducing him, it's one of the funniest things ever because you can see him reading a paper he's been handed, and mm-hmm. if you watch his eyebrows, you can see as he starts to realize what he's reading and goes, "Oh no." 
and you can see like the exact his his eyebrow goes way up at this one frame and that's the exact point he's like what what have i done and he's like he can't he doesn't know how to walk it back because the guy's already there ready to be applauded and the (laughs) whole like government stood up and gave him this giant round of applause and now they're now they're trying to like to blame the speaker and he's resigned but it's it's not his fault like so this this is what I don't understand is like not a single person even thought to look into this guy's background or anything. They just saw, oh, he fought the Russians and he's Ukrainian. Let's bring him in. So that's yeah, why I is... think like they, this had to have been on purpose for some reason. Maybe or it may just be stupid. People really have like a, a five year old knowledge of history and they think like that that. I don't know what they think. They think that countries have always been the same, I guess. Like, you'll have people be like, you know, well, Jesus was brown because Arabs live there. And it's like, that was 2,000 years ago. I'm not saying what skin color Jesus was, but the modern... That's like saying that that um, Pocahontas was blonde hair and blue eyes because, because there are people of, of Norwegian descent in her area now. It's so stupid. Like... People like people move around. People groups move around. When Paul wrote his letter to the Galatians, Galatians, the people of Gaul, that was a, a people from the French area, what was now France, had occupied and colonized modern day Turkey. So the people living in Turkey at the time probably looked like modern day Frenchmen, more or less. It's so stupid to have this idea of like, well, because. It's like the thing that people are landlocked to geography or something like, well, because it was in in Africa, that means they were black. It's like, well, not really. It's not that people living at the time were Berbers and they were or because they were, you know, it's it's so and they think that like it's always been they've always been on the same side. Like America was always like this one side and and that. Like people conflate the South with Nazi Germany, even though they have nothing in common with each other at all, really. Uh, they had totally different goals. They're just, just this lens of like, oh, well, if there was a ra- that was the truth for all of them. Every country by today's standards was racist in the past. All of them. Well, they're still it's racist a, now. The rest they're of still the world. racist now. Exactly. It's so insane. I think my favorite thing about the Russian stuff currently is how it proves that most people really have a desperate innate desire to be racist, but they don't find it socially acceptable. So they just fantasize about genociding Russian children, which is refreshing to see, you know, that level of this, like, ain't just like blind rage come up anytime someone mentions Russia. Um, it's pretty crazy. And I'm, I'm a little looking forward to, although I don't want it to happen. The, the the silver lining of this gray cloud of a war with China, World War Three, will be like people overnight turning against the Chinese, even though like they're supposedly people of color or something. I don't know what that I don't know if they classify as that anymore. Not but anymore. Overnight, they'll just be they'll just hate them because of reasons and they'll put them in camps and they won't think twice about it. And then like 50 years later, they go, oh, well, I guess uh, just the uh, just the. The the silver lining on that big gray cloud will be yet again laughing at the total hypocrisy of everything that ever happens all the time forever. 
because everything is everything is stupid. Everything is stupid. If history makes a lot more sense if you just think that everything back then was as dumb as it is now. And you'll probably be pretty close to the truth. Everything back then was probably as dumb as it is now. You know, like um, there was a whole like Welsh nationalist movement in the late 1800s where they wanted to be like, hey, we're we're Welsh and we're meh. Don't lump us in with those British. And then you look into like what they what they made up about themselves and like the Druids and like all this. It was all you'll find it in textbooks now about the history of ancient Wales. And you can go through and trace back to like, this was just made up by this one guy. And I I used to know his name. He called himself like some stupid Welsh name, but his real name was like Brian. And uh, he just made up most of the history of Druids. He just, he just fancy, called it out of his fancy and, and wrote it down. Most of the Druids didn't even exist. There, I mean, there were Druids, but they didn't do anything like the people say they did. And like he had all this stuff like, oh, well, you know, the Christians built all of their churches on ancient Druids holy sites. And it's the no, they didn't. There's no evidence of that at all. He just made that up because most of the Anglo-Saxon world at the time when the Christians got there had very like flimsy uh, huts for places of worship that weren't suitable for a chapel. And they built it and the Romans came in and built a nice proper church chapel and they didn't really need the hovel. So they didn't do it. I think there's only like three or four places in the UK where the site of a current church was also the site of some like great um, pagan holy place. It's just all made up. Everything's been made up forever, all the way back to eternity. It's just all, it's all pretend and stupid. Everyone's stupid forever. I think that's the lesson. I think that's the lesson. But, but don't let that get you angry. That's the, that's the greater lesson. You know, like, um, I was noticing, I've tried to begin checking myself when I, um, when I am, and dealing with people, you know, like I find that you you remember the language of triggered people be like, I'm triggered. You're triggering me. Trigger, trigger, trigger. Do people not say that anymore? They do not as much because people mocked it, but nice. Uh, People on the right, and I've been guilty of this myself too, get just as triggered by stupid stuff. You know, they'll they'll like hear and some how. word. Yeah, they'll hear some word, and they and what it is, they'll be like, I don't know, um, some old lady, some old lady will have a bumper sticker on her car that's like, "Well-behaved women rarely make history." And you know that she's like a flaming liberal and she's all into this stuff and she hates men or whatever. And they'll get they'll be like, and they get so it's like you're upset about this old woman. You know, it doesn't matter. She's confused. She has a she's invented in her head a headcanon of oppression that isn't real and that hasn't occurred, mixed with some bits of true fact. And she's just conco- she's just a confused old lady. And and getting upset about such things really just reveals a weakness in your own constitution and character. You don't know who you. It's like me and Tom talked about the other. You don't know who, know who you are, and so you don't have peace. And so these other things appear as threats when people challenge your worldview. They appear as threats, and you want get defensive, and you're like, Meh! and just I think that you, you want to reach a level where you can have. 
You can approach all people, even those who have completely ridiculous views in your opinion or, or, or crazy, and you can approach them and and commune with them in love in as corny as and stupid as that sounds. But like you just you're not afraid of any of these random ideas and things that go around. It doesn't trigger you. You're at peace because you know where you're sitting. You know, you know where you're sitting. And that's what you got to work on. But we have to get ready for our interview with the great odd man of the odd cast, um, who is is a friend of show. And I think it's going to be good. Like I said, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but um, hopefully we'll talk about something interesting. Maybe not, though. But if we didn't talk about something interesting, just know that it's because you didn't give enough money, listener. It's your fault. Everything bad is always your fault. Unless you're one of the few moral good people who contributes money. And so take a moment again. I'll give you a second chance. I'll give you a second chance. Pull over your car. Pull it over on the side of the road right now. And and get and and get there and and stop and punch in the, the credit card and do it. Because I I have to suffer every week for this show. And and I do because I have to record in a very tiny space because I can't I can't afford to rent out a little office, which would be my ideal to have a podcast. And and it gets so hot in here. It gets so hot in here and I'm sweating. And the whole podcast, I'm like just sweating and trying to think and I'm losing fluids. And it's because of you. And one day I will die in my podcast studio, my cramped little podcast studio, like a tenement immigrant in New York City in the 1890s, in my sweatshop as I pump out podcasts, like with my bleeding fingers on my keyboard. And I will die here and it will be your fault, listener. It will be your fault. But you can save my life and the life of children like me by donating a few dollars a month, you know, in the arms of an angel. That's what we need. That's what we need. And so uh, I love you, but I love you more if you contribute. Please enjoy the interview. Hello, odd man. Do you like my bear? I'm a bear now. I love it. I've, it's uh, I've transitioned it, to being a bear. Uh, Zoom has this new feature where you can use like a like a memoji sort of thing. You know, like on the Apple iPhone. Yeah, yeah. It'll return you into like a bear or something, but it does it with. But now Zoom does it, and it seems to be pretty good. And so I've just decided to video chat as a bear. I did before you joined. I, I, it allows you to make your avatars, and I I did make like the most perfect racist black man. And I thought about coming here doing digital blackface. <laughs> um, like he looked like a he looked like an Aunt Jemima character. Um, I don't. I can't imagine they'll let this feature where you can create your own go for long because you can make it look really really quite racist if you want to like an um, old disney cartoon like an old disney cartoon bald head black giant red lips like blood red lips like i just eaten a ketchup packet or something <laughs> um and so i thought about doing that but i thought no that might be a bit much so i'll just do a bear and a hoodie. they have two options they have various animals and each of them have shirt or hoodie so i went with hoodie not nice. because not, not to be racist, just because I thought the, the bear looked a little better with a hoodie on. Uh yeah. So Odd Man Out is the is is our guest today and the host of the uh what would you call it? Beautiful, illustrious, uh the illustrious podcast, the oddcast. 
Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's, um, it's, are you still on, are, or were you ever, I think you are on ACR. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. You still yep. are. Yeah, uh, we are we are both podcasts on the alternate current uh, radio. I think his podcast gets way more traffic than ours does. Um, however, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you you have like a you do like a podcast that people want to listen to, unlike this show, where um, we are just here, I guess, for our own amusement is all I can figure. But you are like a, you do a lot of like politics and like um, meta politics. And so forth and so on. Um, how I get okay, so I guess number one question how did you get involved with doing that? Because that's like a standard podcast question. And right. then two, um, what is the solution to America? Because I just spent <laughs> a whole intro to this one saying there is no solution, but maybe you will give us a better solution. Oh man. No solution. Well, uh, as far as starting the podcast, I'd been in, interested in politics since just before nine 11. And then when that, that happened, you know, I got really into it like a lot of people and was like, what's this Democrat versus Republican thing? Cause I didn't even know what that was about. How and, old were uh, you when this happened? When uh, see, how old was I? Uh, I'm 47 now. So what, what, how would right. I, oh, don't make me do math, but you know, <laughs> you can go back now. Uh, what's You'd that? Probably be like what? 25. Mm, yeah. Around 20, yeah. Around 25. Right. So you yep. were a young man uh, who was like, something is up that why is there an inflated tire wheel on the ground? Or were you, did you even get into conspiracy at that point? I did not. Um, you know, funny thing too, I was in a band at the time and my brother uh -huh. and I had a band for like 10, almost 11 years. It was called the conspiracy. You have the, you, you have the voice of a person that shot his voice playing in a band. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. I mean <laughs> that in a good way. Yeah, yeah I, I did. My hearing, my voice, I think uh, some of my health. It's more damaging <laughs> to be in a band than it is to be in like the military on it's, average. The, the, yeah. the, the injuries you can, you can suffer in the military are pretty extreme, including up to death. But almost every pro musician like loses their hearing and their voice by age 42. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, it's and sometimes their mind. Yeah, and their mind also, especially if they're on the drugs, and 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 sometimes other parts, depending on how many STDs they acquire. <laughs> right. Yeah, I managed to uh, kind of slip out of that one, thank God. But uh, yeah, I was. It, it, we started the band. We called it the Conspiracy because I guess it was around the time of the. Uh, was it the Whitewater? Was that that was Clinton, right? Whitewater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were hearing that uh, word bantered about on the news and I looked up this uh, Bible verse because we were looking through the Bible because you know a lot of bands like heavy metal bands especially get their names from the Bible you know right uh, and so we were looking up all these cool names we weren't like super heavy but we were like kind of punk and we yeah, kind of yeah. mixed in metal too but anyway long story short uh, it was this verse that said do not call conspiracy everything this world calls conspiracy and I thought that was interesting and I didn't really understand it but what the heck, you know, we call our band and everybody liked it and we, we called it that. And, um, but anyway, long story short, yeah, when nine 11 happened, I got obsessed with politics for some reason. And, um, yeah, I'd post on social media, you know, when that came about, even on MySpace, I remember posting stuff about politics and people were like, that was before people were doing that, you know, and they were like, what are you talking about? But, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, like just one thing led to another and I got on Instagram about three years ago, a little over three years ago. And this one guy kept telling me, man, you need to do a podcast because your posts, you know, I can tell, you know, a lot more and just th this is not the platform for you. You need something where you can, you know, kind of do something long form. And I was like, ah, I don't have the voice for it. Nobody wants that's, to hear like a, another Southern told me, <laughs> told me too. And that is a polite way of saying, go somewhere else. So I don't have to look at yourself. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's what it really is. Is like, yeah. hey, hey, don't don't put this on Facebook or whatever. Right, Make somewhere where we can ignore you. Which yeah, is what I they think, want. Right. I'm okay. Yeah, I know that a lot of people felt that way for sure, especially my family and old friends. But yeah. uh, well, the maybe not my family. Is, but the fortunate thing is, if you if you make people mad on the internet, here's the truth. Log off for a couple of weeks and everyone will forget you ever existed. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just go away and they'll go on and be mad at something else and completely forget about you. Yeah. It's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, so. no, you're fine. Okay. Um, but this guy kept telling, he, he started sending me, I didn't even know this guy and I can't even tell his name was subliminal on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, he's not subliminal. on there. Yeah. And, he, and he's not on there. I don't, as far as I can tell anymore, but, um, I think he went away. I think he was assassinated or he just decided to do something worthwhile with his life. Yes. Yes. Let's hope it was the latter. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you never know, but you never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he kept telling, he was, he started sending me voice messages and, and, and he had this awesome deep voice. And I was like, you, my friend need to do a podcast. Nobody wants to hear a Southerner do a podcast. They think we're all idiots, you know? And he's like, mm -hmm. no, it would make you even more, um, I forget the word he used, endearing, I think, or something like that. So long story short, I, I dropped the hammer and did like, I think maybe a 15 or 20 minute podcast. And I think I played background music during the whole thing. And what, was, what year did this happen? So that was about three years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. About the time we rolled out this show-ish. Yeah. 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 Maybe just which a little is, bit is, longer than the problem, the problem is that we both missed the boat. The the golden age to start a podcast was like in two thousand nine, oh, yeah. and you could have done it about anything and built up an audience, and then and then just coasted on that for the rest of your life, right? But we yeah. we were like a decade too late, right? Exactly, yeah. Because now you know suddenly, especially um, after Trump, there were like ten billion podcasts, you know. So right, uh, everybody right. started kind of getting the hang of it. But yeah, man. Um, a few people started listening, but you know, it wasn't huge at all. Still not huge, but, um, actually, uh, talked to Hesher from alternate current radio. I had been listening to those guys for a while and, and I, I forget how we started talking, but I think it was on Instagram and, and eventually he said, you know, uh, would you like to do a podcast? you put your podcast on uh, ACR. And I was like, well, absolutely. And, you know, it took like maybe, I don't know, four or five, six months, but they put it up there and, um, it's kind of a cool thing to, to kind of like meet all these people. I'm sure you can, you know, testify to that. Like a lot of neat people are in this business or I wouldn't call it a business, but this hobby, I guess. Yeah, you'd let's say. not call it a business. Let's not, this is, this is, I don't know. It's self-deprecation is more than anything. All right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> whatever this is. I mean, I do it for me and I, I think yeah. you kind of do the same thing. It's a way for us to kind of, you know, Kind of express ourselves and just have some fun and you know that's that's why well, i do it. i know that sounds selfish but you know if i'm not doing it something i like it's not i'm not going to do it you know <laughs> unless i'm getting paid for it you know if that makes I, sense 
Yeah, I do feel like for me, it has been a um, uh, a journey of of wisdom. As weird as that sounds, like I when I started the the show, I was in a very different place than I am now, where uh, I think that I, you know, without being too grandiose, I think we really have over the course of these three years seen through a lot of the illusions of the quote unquote matrix and uh, stuff doesn't doesn't much bother me anymore except for the fact that our listeners never contribute money but other but the politics stuff i'm just i'm just i'm just over you know i'm fine with it mm-hmm. i don't know if that's been yeah. your experience yeah i mean i feel like if you i feel like if you're doing something like this and you get more angry as time goes on you're doing it wrong yeah uh i oh man i may be doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> no, like you if you're know, going the route of Rush Limbaugh, you're just like, <laughs> you know, then I think that you've really, you've missed the point because the point is to, this is really a, really what we're doing Though we can't call it that legally. We're doing therapy. I think everyone can mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm really thinking, uh, when I get up to 200, uh, maybe trying something else going on a, a different approach because, my podcast is usually like super serious and, um, you know, it takes its toll on you, man. You know, it really does. And it's really hard to find the time to do it the way I want to do it because I, I really want to research and get stuff out there. I want it to be kind of educational for people, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it takes so much time to pull the notes together, get everything in the right sequence. And then I'm doing my own editing and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, it's very time consuming and, I don't have a, a co-host and I'm thinking, you know what, here lately, uh, I think I need to do something different and maybe, uh, you know, do something like maybe a, a serious podcast, but not every week, you know, maybe a once a month kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like uh, this is, um, well, I love that, you know, when, when, before Smokestack died, God rest his soul. Um, I would often toy with the idea and he, the only reason it didn't happen is because he shot it down every time. Was that we should end? We should end a season of the show and then come out with a new season. It would be like season three or four or whatever, and it would just be a completely different show about like it would have the same name, and we would just never acknowledge that the last ever happened. Like it would be a basketball podcast or something, and we just pretend that it had always been that way, mm-hmm. and we would do that <laughs> for like a hundred episodes, and then 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 switch back on season five on the next, and then we'd switch back and just not acknowledge that it ever happened. And it would be like really in-depth play by play (laughs) basketball or something like that. I wanted to do that just to sort of mix it up. And also just as a sort of like to throw mud in the face of the listeners, Um, you know, because they really, but as far as to to your, to your point, you have to, you need to get yourself a co-host. The show would not happen without, it did not happen before without smokestack and uh, but i had to kill him i don't know if you're aware of that i had to i, I did not know he died i had no idea i had to death. torch him on air one day because he was well it is a big story but he but we loved him but we had to kill him just like a dog that has grown too old and uh and he he was much like a dog that had gone, gone grown too old so we had to kill him and we got a, we got a new uh co-host and I also have uh an Australian lady now uh, a wonderful Australian lady named Tanny who is who's who helps the podcast and she schedules stuff like with you and um it makes it makes it way more bearable to do to have help <laughs> like if you're doing awesome. it all on your own it's impossible <laughs> yeah 
Well, that's good to know. That just it enforces what I think I already know. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so definitely get yourself some help, and maybe just take just just make the show a completely different thing for a while. Mm-hmm. I I I still we still may do that. We still just may come out and be in like a hundred episodes, and it'll be on. Uh, I don't know, crocheting in, in ancient Mesopotamia. And it'll just be on that. Nothing. I love else. it. I love it. You know, and just pretend it never happened. Just never acknowledge it. I even told Smokestack, I was this close one day. I was on Fiverr. I was hiring people that were voice actors. I, I, I messaged and even sent money to two Hispanic women. And I said, listen, will you just come on and do like 10 episodes for us? about an hour long, about whatever you want, just, but you just pretend that you're sumo and smokestack and never acknowledge that you're not. And for a talk for an hour and a half, 10 times in Spanish to, to, uh, to each other about whatever you wish. And we'll put that out as the podcast, just to throw mud in the face of our listener. And that That's only great. didn't happen because smokestack said, we can't do that. That would be upsetting, but now he's gone. And so maybe it will happen. Yeah. Um, but it. Okay. Uh, so you said you may feel like you're doing it wrong. What is, what is, have you gotten, have you gotten in a, in a mentally better place or a worse place over the past, let's say three years, the life of the podcast, where have, where have you, where did you start and where did you end? Mm, well, you know, when I started, so I think I knew that there was a lot of things wrong with the world and, um, you know, I was concerned but you know now three a little over three years in it's like i feel like the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and darker you know and i and i hate to say it because there for a while i was trying to keep an upbeat kind of um, mentality but you know i kind of got blackpilled at some point and <laughs> and i'm like oh man we're so screwed because you know how it is it's like once you learn about a certain thing that a lot of people don't know about you realize Oh my gosh, there's no way these people could ever catch up because you're passionate about it and you want to learn and, and find out things, whatever it might be. And I kind of feel that way about, uh, geopolitics, politics in general. And, um, and I don't really do current events that much. Like I really don't, I don't like Hesher and people like that are great at it. I I just can't keep up because it's, you know, everything's happening so fast now. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I don't see how people do it. But um, I, I do mostly. Uh, they lose their minds is how they do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think. It, yeah, definitely. It will definitely get to you. And But but then again, doing this historical stuff that I've been doing, it's really gotten really dark. And, you know, it, it takes its toll on me, man. It gets depressing. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of people, you know, not a lot, but uh, people that listen, they're very encouraging and, you know, they, they're very interested in it and they spread the word and different things like that. So that gives me the kind of, that, that makes me want to continue it, you know, because of that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just a kind of a, I guess you'd say a double-edged sword. On one hand, I really want to do it. And uh, I feel like I'm helping at least a small amount of people. But on the other hand, it's, <laughs> it takes its toll on you. Yeah. Like, it is, it is, uh, I, I did a post on my Substack not too long ago, uh, matsumoto.substack.com. People can look it up, the thing. It is uh, about, it was called Sales Pitch Nothing Matters. And it was about how 
so much of like the narrative of our lives that we're given historically, culturally, religiously, just, it just, it's just made up. And once you sort of see that you can't unsee it. And then how do you proceed from there? You know, is the, is the trick, uh, because you can easily fall into like a sort of nihilism and, and never get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know when you, what kind of, <clears throat> Give me some specifics about the dark places that you've you've uncovered and found at, down there in the dredges. Well, do you put this though. on? Do you put this on YouTube? You probably. I do not put it on YouTube because we are okay. banned on YouTube. Okay. Um, okay. Good. And on wanna... Instagram, and I would just ban. And I don't even know why. I don't know. Why. I think it's because I may have said at one time that that I think it's because I said something about about a certain illness. Mm, gotcha. that people wasn't approved of that was later you can say it you can say it now and it's fine i don't know how um cavi made us an instagram that was instantaneously banned before we even put any contact content oh, on it. it was just like we just made it and it was just like well you're ne- we know you guys you're banned and so now we just exist on these um other uh, dumb platforms that that exist like rumble and so forth and so on and and uh spotify which is which is normal i guess and apple Pie. but no no not on youtube gotcha i didn't want to you know say anything that might get you when we have the on. hispanic women come on we will put them on youtube gotcha okay that sounds good mm-hmm. um yeah I, I say you know i've looked into a lot of stuff like a lot of uh, secret societies and ngos and different things like that but i think the uh I kind of feel like I almost made a mistake, although on one hand, I'm glad I know, but I started down the Zionist rabbit hole. And the Uh reason I started down it is because my, I found out my, one of my grandmothers was Jewish, you know, and I, and that my brother and I, never cancel it. We've been infiltrated. (laughs) It's a Jew. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Don't. Don't worry. I'm a self-hating. I'm a self-hating Jew, though. Uh, but no, I'm fine with Jews. I just think it's funny how how much Jews come up in conspiracy theory. I know why. I know exactly the, the event in history that tied them to conspiracy theories forever, uh, which is unfortunate, but it's also sort of comical. Yeah. No. But no. Definitely. It's, it's it's so funny when a person that's into conspiracy theories finds out they're part Jewish. It's yeah. the greatest thing in the world. It happens like every time because I may be part Jewish. I don't know. I don't think so. But I think you. I think there's something in a Jewish mind that tends towards. That's why it's in the Old Testament. Don't. It's like, hey, don't look too into conspiracies, dummy. It yeah. says that in Isaiah because Jewish minds have a th- tendency to do that. I don't know why. Probably as a survival mechanism because people did tend to conspire to kill them sometimes. And so they had to be on the lookout all the time. And so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just, I am a non-practicing Jew. I have, I forgot it in my lineage and that's why I have this conspirator. I don't know. (laughs) It could be. It could be. And here's (laughs) the funny thing. Like none of our family, like we, he and I both didn't grow up around that, that family. And Mm -hmm. so um, nobody ever mentioned that and uh, nobody's mentioned it since, but we, we, gathered we started looking at uh, her last name and then we started looking into uh you know where she lived and stuff like that and we're like oh okay this this is interesting so anyway that started getting <laughs> you me really mean grandma hebrew bird was jewish yeah 
They hit they hit it very well. I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, I it it got us both or ma- mainly me into looking into stuff and uh I looked in some th- you know to some things a long time ago but I don't know, man. I, I've done like a 10-part series now on it, and I've got two more shows. In fact, one I had almost complete last week, and my computer went haywire, and even the card on my roadcaster shorted out. So I'm like, man, yeah. I don't think somebody wants me to get this out. But anyway, uh, yeah, it just started this uh, real um, drive for me to do these shows about it. And I've tried to take it in a different uh, kind of um kind of a different direction than like you know how it is like it's either people are really anti-semitic and they they just say all kinds of stuff that's really doesn't help the situation it's mainly just you know things about people's physical appearance or uh-huh. being greedy or things like that yeah and i wanted to do it in a more um like historical way and like really delve into stuff so i started getting all these books by jewish authors and uh, I had no idea what I was going to uncover. But anyway, I'll just say it like this. It's insane. It's a never ending, you know, like once you start to look into it and you start looking into the last names and different things like that. And then you start looking into the presidential administrations. And then you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know they were, you know, Jewish. And it, yeah, yeah, you just all of a sudden realize, oh, my God, this is a small, tiny amount of people, like a 2%. Of, I think it's like 2% in America or something like that. Very small. And the power they wield is insane. So, um, you know, it's just been kind of dark because uh, you continue to, to find things that you, you wish you had never found, basically. <laughs> so, well, let, me, let me help you with this, because I this is what I I've sort of leaned about. Because this is the problem. Conspiracy people get into something and then they discover... And this is just, it just, a, tr- a lot of the things that people think are conspiracies, and you can believe they're conspiracies or not. You can think that it doesn't matter. The things that people believe are conspiracies, for whatever reason, have a lot of people which are apparently Jewish in them. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very but true. What I have, what I have come to sort of see is that that is sort of a mirage on two counts, right? And that it's like, there, so there is this, there is this, there is this weird cult that goes around. It's, it's, it has Jews in it, it has Muslims in it, it has Christians. It's like an Abrahamic cult, uh, which is trying to bring about that. Their Zionism is driven by their their attempt to bring about the end of the world, mm-hmm. because Jews and Christians and is and Muslims, although they have three different eschatologies about the end of the world, they kind of meet in that they all sort of think there has to be a temple in Jerusalem again for this to happen sort of uh yeah. and then and cuz cuz the muslims think jesus will come back too they just think he's not a he's not god and the christians think jesus will come back after this happens and and the jews think the messiah will return or at least some of them and so there's this there's this weird cult of like trying to trying to kickstart the end of times which is yeah. weird um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. And like, as far as the Christian thing, like the the evangelicals, they push now this this third temple, and that was not even a thing. I, I've done that whole rabbit hole too yeah. until about 120 years ago, when this guy right. Schofield started putting these reference notes in the uh, King James Bible. Yeah, the Schofield so, Bible. 
And that was a, like, you know, and that was like, a, they were the minority, the people they call them, you know, dispensationalists. That was a minority. And now thanks to like Tim LaHaye's left behind series and those kinds of like Hal Lindsey and these guys that would, they kind of made prophecy into kind of like um, almost like an entertainment. They kind of, sci-fi yeah. type of thing, you know, and uh, they made it popular. And so now the majority of evangelicals push this third temple thing, but th that's not biblical, you know, if right. you actually it, look into it, it. But they, but there's this weird cult that believes it and is trying to make it happen. Oh yeah, for sure. For that's sure. The, that's the, and that's the thing. There's, there's Muslims that also do that in a weird way and Jews. But so my point was when you start like, and so well, a lot this will lead a lot of people down the road of like, thinking Jews are out to get them. But what I tend to believe is that there is, like I said, there's this weird cult. I, I call them Luciferians. And a lot of them, they really do just call themselves Jews so that if you talk about them, they can go, you're anti-Semitic. But they are not Jews. In any, they just pretend to be. Like, they're, like, like I don't think, I don't know who to say exactly because it's hard to say who specifically. But a lot of these like people that that people suspect of doing really evil things, I think that their Judaism is just made up. I don't even. I think that they're using the Jews as a liability shield, as like a scapegoat. They're saying, "Oh, they're just putting on a front and being like." And I think that's why it's so prevalent. I yeah. think that a lot of them are saying, "Like, listen, oh, oh, I'm," uh, and then because then what will happen is instead of blaming the bad people, people think then turn their attention towards the Jews, quote unquote. And so they get off scot-free. And so I think that's why I've said that, that blaming it on the Jews is actually falling for the trick because it is like, they want you to think, Oh, it's a Jewish conspiracy. And then you get mad at the Jews. And it's really just like a hundred or so people who are using this title to pretend to be something they're not. And well, yeah, you yeah, know, it's ahead. like back in the day, you know, way back, Originally, Judaism, which I don't think was even mentioned as far as like an actual term until the Old Testament, about halfway through the Old Testament. Yeah, it was the Israelites before then. And then somewhere along the line, they get the name Jew. Yeah, from supposedly Judah, you know, so. But anyway, like uh, that just meant your religion. And now it's like it means religion. It means ethnicity. It's kind of a blurred line. So you can't, you know, you're not really supposed to talk about anybody who's either one of those. And you've got like, uh, in the States anyway, you know, you've got the Ashkenazi Jews, which is weird. It's weird to me that it's actually spelled Nazi there on the end. Uh, <laughs> that just yeah. blew my mind. But um, I think that's like 90% of the, the Jews here in America. And that's mostly the ones you're going to see in politics and, you know, in, you know, like BlackRock and Blackstone and all that. Um, the heads of it or whatever, but um, you know, they've done recent DNA studies in the last few years and they've proved that the Ashkenazis actually 80% of those, their lineage goes back to Eastern Europe. So they're not really, you know, the Jews of ancient Israel, but you've got the Sephardic who are, and they don't have as much power, but they, you know, there are some various, you know, influential Sephardic, uh, rabbis and business leaders too, but they're nothing like the Ashkenazi. A lot of people say the Ashkenazi are the Khazarians, which <laughs> that's a whole nother rabbit hole, but it kind of leads back to what you were saying. Uh, a lot of people believe that the Ashkenazi 
at some point, uh, the Khazarians became Jews. And that's kind of, um, that used to be considered conspiracy. And now it's pretty much provable by certain scholars and different people like that. And it, yeah, you know, there's that a kind fair of, amount of evidence. That it's, still, it's still disputable. It's not like slam dunk evidence, but there's a fair amount of evidence that at some point the people that inhabited the Khazarian Empire mass converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. they're not, they don't have an ethnic, which is why they're all white people and not right, Middle Eastern. Right. We, they, all, they don't have an ethnic connection to Judaism. And also why they are two, di- they have two different sort of backgrounds and therefore two different sort of goals. And that's why there's so much conflict be- between the Jews that actually live in Israel and like the the, the diaspora, quote unquote, the diaspora. They yeah, really have yeah. two different sets of politics. And they're often like Jews, like people that are, quote unquote, Jews. And it is such a weird term because it's like, is it a is it people that live in Israel? Is it is it people of an ethnic heritage? Is it religious? Is it a religion? Do you have to be all three? You can just be one. Yeah. Um, but people who call it, they often like are really like, what are the Israelis doing? They're being crazy. And the Israelis are like, get out of our business. You know, yeah. it's this crazy mixed up. The whole, the whole, the, 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 it's so, it's so impossible to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's partially purposeful too, you know, because I mean, it's yeah, so hard to learn. The, it's hard to learn the truth. You know, you really got to really got to put the time in. And I was actually able to find some of the best books by Hebrew university professors uh, that kind of like told the clear story. And one is this guy, Israel Shahak, who passed away a few years ago, but he was, uh, you know, again, a professor at Hebrew university and he did several books and he, he's got a great writing style, but anyone can read it. You don't have to be scholarly or anything like that. But uh, I would just re- recommend if anyone is interested in this, look up his books uh, because he explains everything from ancient Israel to present time or close to the present time anyway. Uh, so it's, it's great to find those authors who are not talking about conspiracy. You know, they're like backing up everything they say with footnotes and different things like that and not making insane uh, claims, which I like some of that stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's refreshing to find you know some stuff that's pretty clear and, and you can prove it. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know where you fall on it, but like, like with all the, like I said, I think the clearest thing about, I think there is a, there is a Luciferian cult broadly termed the Illuminati, which does a lot of things. And one of the things they do is they hide behind the name of Jews, though they are not Jews. And I think there's only a couple of hundred of them. And then they try to get it so that if you notice what they're doing, they say you're blaming Jews but you're really not. And so a lot of people fall for this trap and start getting mad at Jews when really it's like a couple hundred people doing evil stuff and, and like hiding behind this name. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I think. And that's why I tell people don't get mad at Jews. Don't, don't just don't do it. Don't be, be fine with it. It's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Everyone's cause that is a huge thing that conspiracy people can fall down into is like various hate rabbit holes. And yeah. I'm not like saying this as like is like a progressive person like don't but like hate is actually bad, and sure yeah. And when you find yourself like, and but the thing is, I think they make it so that you're confused into being angry at people, like whether yeah. that's black people, or or Mexicans or like like the system is designed 
to like churn up anger and hatred and funnel it at different at anyone but the people that are the problem, which are like yeah. the people, the people making these decisions in places of power, you know, yeah. and and it's it's like it's it's so crazy. But the, the, the links they have gone to and they do this also. It's not just they don't just hide behind the name of Jew. They hide behind the name of Catholic. Like there's a lot of a lot of people get into the Vatican who had do not believe in God at all. Sure, and they yeah. just want to wreak havoc and use it as a political thing. And they do that with Jews. I, I would imagine that that happens in the Saudi countries and like with, with Islam, they just get in these positions and they hide behind some title or name and then say, well, well, if you can't, you can't come at me because I'm this thing. And then that is like, and if you do start coming at them, they can redirect your anger at the group more broadly. And then they just mm. walk away. Yeah. It's like classic yeah. manipulator yeah. behavior. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be really clever to talk about this kind of stuff. I've really not gotten that much negative feedback. Like mm -hmm. I thought I would, because I've tried to approach it in a, a different way than I've heard anybody else approach it, you know, uh, because it seems like people are one extreme to the other on it, you know, and I'm trying to be like, okay, well, here's, right. Here's the information that I've gathered from these Hebrew, mostly uh, Jewish professors and authors. And, you know, take take it for what it is you know if you want to continue to research it for yourself then here's the author's names and that kind of stuff but uh, yeah. it's great yeah it's really it's it's wild because you know i kind of like what you're saying with uh it is a fairly small amount of people but one thing i've noticed is they're extremely loyal to each other it may be not so much loyal to each other but they have a couple of goals that are the same so they stick together and, uh, well, that's yeah. that's the purpose of things like Epstein Island is to create a system of mutual blackmail wherein no one can get out without having their life destroyed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like if you leave, we will crush you and they get mutual blackmail on each other. And these, you know, and like I said, I think their actual religion is Luciferianism. I think that is the um, and I think that they just take whatever title is most useful to hide behind. Um, yeah. And if that's Jew, they'll claim to be Jews. If it's if they were black skinned, they would try to hide behind that. But most of them aren't black skinned. Yeah. You know, and they um, but that like the big, it, like you were saying, the people go to the extremes. It's crazy. You you have to be able to talk about Jewish people like you would anyone else. Like they're mm -hmm. not immune yeah. to criticism, which is where people jump to the other side and like, well, you can't talk about like no Israel, the state, does some shady stuff to Arabs. I don't yeah, think that's yeah. crazy to say that's not like, that's not me hating the Jews, but people are like, Oh, you just don't know. Like the state of Israel does some pretty shady stuff because they're normal people. Like every other group of people that does good things and does bad things. Right. You know? yeah. and, and when you, when you have them in this category of like, you can't, yeah. The, the trap of being like, Oh, you fall into hating them or like there's special secret people that can never do no wrong. And if you say they do, you're bad. Yeah. Both of yeah. those are crazy. Right. But this gets in this dialectic. And I think it's driven by that, like you say, a couple of hundred people at the that are like manipulating the media or whatever to try and get these like spells on people so that they can't think clearly. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that I've been trying to tell people too is a lot of the propaganda coming out of these people who call themselves Jews, you know, the the, the powerful influential ones, uh the propaganda Hold on. Um, hello? I, think I don't know what it is. 
I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. You started to speak and you got muted. That's weird. I wasn't even touching anything. That's crazy. Oh man. I may Uh, have done that on accident. I pressed some keys. I pressed some keys and I may have I'm I don't know what I pressed. You're fine. No, um what I was was gonna say was I've noticed and I try to tell people the propaganda is not just and the divisiveness, it's not just aimed towards non-Jews for a reason for these people who are powerful to become more powerful, stay powerful, get more, you know, and, and get more um, money, different things like that. It's also meant to keep their people, you know, average Jews and Israelis in check because they got to keep them fearful and they got, you yes. know, they got to keep them on the edge thinking the world's out to get them. Because yes, that allows the, them to control them, you know, and I try to get that through to people. hundred percent. Like the, the people doing this stuff, they, they, they feed both sides. They say, you hate the Jews. And then they go to the Jews and say, everyone hates you. Be afraid. And you have to do more extreme things to protect yourself. And it's, it's these people there. They are, they are playing both sides and manipulating people. They do this with black and white. They do this with Jew and non-Jew. They do this with, I don't know, Asians and whoever, it's this classic divide and conquer scheme. And yeah. that is, that is the bread and butter of, of, I call them the Illuminati. I don't know what they call themselves. There is some shadowy group of people that run around doing things like Epstein's Island and with Jimmy Savile um, doing and, and at Bohemian Grove or whatever that have this weird, crazy religion that involves like these crazy rituals and they get together. And a lot of them are in positions of government mm-hmm. and they, they, their bread and butter is playing people against each other in this way. Yeah. And like the way, one of the ways that's propagated is to have these things where like, you can't talk about people because then it means you hate them. And it's like, that's crazy. Of course, (laughs) you know, of course, (laughs) of course, some Jews do bad things. Some white people do bad things. It's like a normal, but people are like, Oh, you said something bad about a Jewish person. That means you're anti-Semitic. That's insane. Yeah. And I just, I saw tonight that uh, the biggest ever, convention or whatever you want to call it by the ADL is in, I think it was this weekend in New York and you you see people like DeSantis and I think even Trump signing new and non anti-Semitic, um, I I don't know, laws or something, you know, and they're trying to, you know, I think they changed what anti-Semitism officially means maybe like two years ago. It's just really strange, you know. It's, it's, I think they are trying to push where you're not allowed to critique people whatsoever, and that, of course, that's dangerous because you, if you can't critique people in power, then you're basically saying, "Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with these people ruling over me and doing what they want to me," and I think that yeah, should be they that are should scare the even Jews up for attack is what they're doing. Which is why it's important. Like they are setting it up so that they appear to be the bad guy because you're like, yo, you can't criticize them. And that makes it look like they're because the Jews, the Jews, that being a chosen people, like if you believe in the Bible, is not like a great thing. That means you were chosen to be like the scapegoat, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's like what Jesus is the chosen lamb, the person that gets all the blame. And so like it's easy to do that with the Jews and they set them up for that all the time over and over again. And that doesn't mean that the Jews have always been totally innocent of everything throughout history. I'm not simping for the Jews, but I'm just saying when (laughs) people, it is very easy to do that because of this outside group. And I think like when Trump and DeSantis do that, they're not helping the Jews. They're setting them up to appear to be uh, a problem that they are not. And they are Mm -hmm. setting them up for future hatred. And that is, that is the, that's the dangerous thing. 
you have to be able to, if you're like, oh, you can't talk about them, that makes people think that they are somehow in control and they aren't. It's like this, it's a, it, in some ways, it's a bunch, it's these Luciferians, some of who claim to be Jews, and it's these other people like Trump and DeSantis. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know what they're, what binds it, them is these weird Masonic rituals. I don't know about the other stuff, but. It's weird too because you you look at uh, yeah I try to look at these organizations and they're literally I'm not even kidding hundreds and hundreds of these organizations that are kind of dedicated to the betterment of Israel and the betterment of of you know Jews like globally but mainly here in you know the United States UK and in Israel and they they take in a ton of money but uh, there's one in particular it's the Zionist Organization of America. And these guys, it's kind of, it's almost funny. Nearly everybody who, all the main people who served in Trump's administration have either went there and, and given speeches or received awards. And even Kevin McCarthy, who's, who wasn't in Trump's administration, but, you know, he's one of the main Republicans. I'm talking Pompeo, Bolton, Bannon, um, se several other people that was in his administration. And it's kind of funny because it's like when you see something like that, now the average person probably would never even see it because it's not like they advertise it on TV or something. But this is a, a, a organization solely dedicated to the betterment of another country. And you've got your president receiving awards, you know, and stuff like that. It's just it's so strange to me because. Yeah. Why does every president have to go kiss the Western Wall? That's yeah. That's yeah. Wild. Why do yeah, they do that? And if you look yeah. up, yeah, and, and if you look up um, APAC, which is like the biggest uh, Israeli lobby, they get the top people from both the Democrat and Republican uh, parties to come over there and give speeches. So it's really interesting because they, they do have a lot of influence and um, nobody else has that influence, you know, like them. It's just really strange. But, um, you know, if you say anything, you know, you can get in a lot of trouble and uh well, yeah i think like i said i think what it's this crazy there is this push it goes beyond like establishing greater israel it's like there's this crazy push to try and bring about the end of the world and to fulfill these what they perceive to be their interpretations of these prophecies in these various books and they and that's why that's as near as i can tell that's why israel figures so big in geopolitics uh and why they have all these it's this crazy it's just it's insane. it's insane but i don't know i don't know what to you know I don't, I don't know i just i just want to tell like i think the thing to do is to break the spell of like no you can point out when you're if a bunch of people from your leadership of your country is hyper concerned with some other country and its betterment you should be able to ask why and it's not weird if it was if everyone was being like hey all of our uh, elected officials go to Botswana and right. pay homage to this temple there. You'd be like, why? And they do the same thing with, you know, but the, but everyone's just like, oh yeah, every president goes to the Western wall and kisses it. Why? Right. Right. And it's, right. Honestly, it's mostly Republican presidents that do that because they're funded by evangelicals in a lot of ways. And they believe a lot of them have this weird belief in the, the a, I think a biblical belief it's definitely a recent belief. Maybe they're right. I don't know. In like, this is how you need to bring about Jesus's return. You know, I don't know, but yeah. And it's a funny thing too. I've looked into, um, 
there's pretty good evidence that the Wailing Wall was an old Roman fort, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, you know. I'm not convinced the Wailing Wall is actually the, the is actually the temple thing. Yeah. But yeah, people and, are like, the, oh, that's anti-Semitic. No, it's not. It's I don't think it's it just I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's it, it kind of feels like um, some things may be coming to a head. You know, with maybe this next presidency. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say, but it, it's obvious to me that there's and maybe this is not even the Jews, but you know, like the the WEF or whoever. You know, we're in a time of change. They're wanting to change things. They want to change monetary things. They want to change uh, social issues, social things and stuff like that. And it's just kind of a weird time to be alive. You know, it's like just when you think things can't get any crazier, they seem to uh, always do. Yeah. Like I was trying to find a list of uh, list of presidents, Western Wall. It's crazy how many like. Here's Bill Clinton at the Western Mall. Here's Bush. Here's Bush Sr. Trump, Obama, Jared Kushner, Bolsonaro. Like, what is going on that they all feel the need to go put their hand in this one crack in the Western Wall? Yeah, it's, that's yeah, a, it's just a weird behavior. Like, what what does that have to do with America, which is what we're supposed to be here about, right? With right, yeah, you know. Yeah, the UN ambassador is there. I mean, the UN Macron is there with his yarmulke on, touching the same crack in the same wall. You know, DeSantis is there. Why? Like, you can find photos of all of these people. Why? You know, that's yeah. a, that's a valid question, and people act like it's anti-Semitic to ask why is this? Why do we have this weird obsession with this foreign country? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really strange. It's you know, I never really realize because i grew up in a and i i do i i do consider myself a christian but i'm a i'm a bad christian admittedly you know and i'm uh-huh. I, i'm honest about that you know i try to i just try to kind of I, I see what jesus did and I, i'm like okay i need to try to be a lot more like that i'm not a lot of times but i you know i try to be open about it i'm not trying to like act like i'm better than anybody or you know holier than thou or anything like that but um yeah you know i grew up in a, a household where we just kind of took it for granted you always you know defend israel always you know and we were, we never had talks about it it was just a thing that you did and uh yeah, yeah and I, that's, I mean i understand that. i also grew up in sort of that environment it was, and it's because of that Schofield bible thing they put these fo- footnotes in there that people are like, oh, that's what this means. It's probably not what that means. But they, it's crazy to have a position where you always defend another. Like maybe, what if they're doing bad? Right. Defend them if they're doing good. Yeah. But what if yeah. they're doing bad? And sometimes Israel does bad. And it's yeah. not, it's not, that's just because they're human beings that are regular like other people that also do bad things sometimes. They don't de facto get defense. Right. You know, but it's, right. but they want you to have this position where you think any criticism is somehow bad and it's that is dehumanizing mm-hmm. to them yeah, like, that it, is dehumanizing yeah and it's like you said earlier um it, it can really start to build up resentment and you know at a later date cause a lot of trouble yeah, and for, see because that's what that, that's what i think exactly what they want because if this blows up in their faces they being the illuminati people the luciferians then they redirect all the anger at the jews people have a field day getting out their anger on the jews again and then they and they walk away scot free. The people that are actually guilty walk away scot free. That's what the it's this, this tired old playbook. And the 
I try to tell the Jews that are actually Jews, stop defending, don't fall into the fear trap they're feeding you because you feed, it's a, it's a recurring cycle. Like if you were like, oh, they are going to get me, then you act in ways that are weird and suspicious, right? Because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, they may get me. And then that makes people more suspicious of you. And you act that way because these people in the, in the media are telling you they're out to get you all the time when they aren't. But if you, if everyone starts acting like they are, eventually they start to, it's this. <sighs> You know, I, I bizarrely, bizarrely, this this podcast is one of the few places that actually defends the Jews and tries to keep them from harm <laughs> because I try to simply treat them like normal people that aren't special. You know, right? But, yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you something weird that I've learned recently. That um, well, I guess it was last year, but uh, yeah, I started looking into the political parties over there because you know all we know is basically Netanyahu or whoever's the the PM. Oh, Israeli over there. politics is insane. It really is. It, it is so crazy. Like every other party over there is some crazy thing that thinks that they are going to bring the Messiah. Yeah. If they do this, like, cause they, they don't believe the Messiah was Jesus, but, and they're, and they're really getting antsy for their Messiah. Cause if it wasn't Jesus, they've been promised a Messiah for a long time. Ain't come. And right. so they're like, if this religion <laughs> is going to work out and be true, the Messiah has got to show up. And so and there's all these parties, these crazy ideas about this guy's the Messiah. That guy's the, if we do this, if we have a red heifer, but it can't have one hair that's not red on it. And it's <laughs> insane. Like, it's so crazy. And then you've got a lot of them. They're like, yeah, well, we, we believe in the Messiah thing, but also we, we really want everyone to be gay. And yeah. uh, then this other party that's like, well, we don't really care about either of that. We just really, really hate Arabs. And yeah. it's, it's like, like you do whatever you want as long as you let me shoot an Arab. You know, right, it's, right. It's, like, it's so <laughs> it's, insane. It's yeah, it's so Israel wild. Is I... not, Israel is not even this like it, Israel. People that get worried about Israel. Israel is barely hanging on. It yeah, is so, yeah. It's... It could break at any day. It's so discombobulated and like it's. But what? Yeah, go ahead. You were talking about Israeli politics. <laughs> No, no, I was just, uh, you know, I was looking, you know, I went back to like how, you know, the, the modern state was formed and looked at all who started it, the the, the Zionists and then the different factions of the it Zionists. It was started by Hitler. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it it was took. a little started by Hitler. That's the crazy <laughs> thing. Modern Israel was kind of started by Hitler. He, he moved a lot of the Jews from Germany before the whole, you know, camp thing he mm-hmm. just moved them in mass to that area and and then as a it, then because they were already there like as a result of the whole treaty in the post they just were like okay well i guess you have that country now and then the arabs were like wait we lived here and yeah. modern <laughs> israel kind of was started by hitler in a bizarre ir- irony yeah, he was definitely responsible for getting more people over there, like the most he that had so been over there. Jews, <laughs> he got so many Ashkenazi Jews of European, like white Jews, yeah. into what is modern day Israel. And that was a problem because, as we said, those whether they came from that same ethnic line or not, doesn't really matter. They lived far enough away for such a long time. They had a totally different culture. And they put there and like, well, we're Jews too. And the Jews that were there were like, uh, you don't sound or look like us or have the same beliefs. I'm like, whatever. And then, then they're just these warring part factions, each claiming that it's, it's insane. It's insanity. Yeah. 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 And I, I found out like 
You know, since January, there's been a lot of unrest because the new government took over. And I, I wanted to understand why, because I've heard people say, well, it's just because they want to get back to a conservative government and the liberals over there hate that. And I was like, mm, there's got to be more to it than that. That's so, not even, that is such an evangelical <laughs> yeah, projection yeah. of what they believe should be happening. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. That is like, like so many, like the Jew, the, uh, Israeli society is in no way traditional or conservative. No, no. Except, it's majority. Except yeah, but, in the fact that they kind of crazily believe in a 6,000 year old prophecy of a Messiah that hasn't yet come. And in so that they are traditional, but everything else about it, they're progressive. And also they, they like, they, uh, some of them like a little bit of genocide. Right. Yes. This is also yeah. sort of traditional, I guess. Yeah. 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 And I realized that, you know, Netanyahu's party is the Likud party and Likud party goes back to this guy named uh, Vladimir Jabotinsky. And he was really it's interesting. Very, it's a very Hebraic name. Vladimir. Does yeah. everyone know that's he must be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Go and ahead. he was infatuated with not Hitler, but Mussolini. He was his, his troops. He had these troops called the Betar. They even called him little Hitler or little Mussolini sometimes. I know. So the, the, in, the Israeli, the, like they, they were, they were sort of in the fascist party. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. And it's totally <laughs> at odds with what the story we're given. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, you know, try like, to tell people. <laughs> I've tried to talk to people about that. They 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 think I'm insane. But I'm like, I'm no, not there was this. Defending Hitler, I don't think Hitler was good. <laughs> no, right? no, I, not I, at I don't, all. And I don't. I, I'm not denying the Holocaust or any crazy thing. I'm just saying that a lot of the people that were in the Israel at the t or what became the Israel had, for some crazy reason, sympathy for fascist government. And, and and they and maybe because they also wanted a little bit of a genocide on the Arabs that were there that they didn't like. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they I think definitely that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, they definitely don't like Arabs. Not all of them, but there's definitely wings of the of the modern Israeli government which super 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 don't like an Arab. Yeah, it, uh, that kind of leads me back to what I was going to say. So now this new government, you have the Likud party, which is Netanyahu's party. They have merged with this party called the uh, Jewish Power Party. I can't remember the name in Hebrew, but it's it stands for Jewish Power. And this one guy who's like one of the main guys in the in the party, I'm blanking on his name now. I think is Itamar Ben something. <laughs> anyway, um, he's he's hated by the liberals and most of the people because he's like a, he's a true fanatic he said horrible things about arabs and americans and all the christians you name it yeah and so you know they merged those two parties and these guys are oh, hardcore that's the other thing. i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you but that's the other thing. No. evangelical christians the actual conservatives in the right-wing jews in israel mostly hate you and want you to die yes they hate christians. that's 100 percent true the liberal Jews in there are the ones that are accepting of you. And the only reason you can go visit there and go to Mount Calvary without getting shot. Right. The conservative Jews hate Christianity. Like not, oh, yeah. and that's not, not, not even the conservative, like because you have the ones the of the concern, the right wing conservative parties in Israel often really dislike Christianity. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They, they say, you know, that it's, uh, you know, if you believe in Jesus, that to them is, uh, you know, idol worship and the Talmud calls for death of idol worshipers yeah. and they follow the Talmud. It's like, um, I try to explain to people 
it's like Sharia law. It's very similar the way they believe to Sharia law with radical Muslims. And, uh, you know, people can't it like, like there's, um, the Noahide laws, right? So yeah. they're trying to reinstate these Noahide laws and they're like hundreds of them and there's sub laws and all this stuff. And what's really weird is people like George HW Bush, he assigned this day and it's, uh, it's under an education bill. But I forget the, the day, the date every year, and it's to honor this rabbi, uh, Rabbi Sneerson, who was this uh, Orthodox rabbi of the Chabad sect, which is like a, you know, Orthodox, pretty uh, right wing, hardcore, you know, uh, fundamentalist. And, and Jared Kushner actually is a Chabad devotee, oddly enough. Okay. But um, okay. anyway, long story short. So, uh, that, so the Noahide laws are also written in this day and they say, well, it's not binding, but then I think Reagan had also signed something and then you start looking at it and there's several, uh, governors as of recent have signed things. Uh, and it's it, again, not binding, but they're respecting these Noahide laws. And it's funny because there's seven Noahide laws for the non-Jews and to break each one of these laws. And most of these laws are good laws. We already have them on the books for the most part. Uh, except for maybe idolatry and all these laws mm -hmm. call for capital punishment. <laughs> and so <laughs> if you see these kinds of things and you're like, what in the hell are these people, what are our, you know, elected officials doing, even having anything to do with these no hide laws? Yeah. It's really it's, strange. Yeah. Like the, the, I think that the average like evangelical American thinks that like in, in Israel, there's a bunch of like Southern Baptists. They just have a menorah and that's yeah, so yeah. not the case. <laughs> they, they, they like, they either are like the most progressive people you've ever imagined. Like Tel Aviv is one of the gayest places in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not even like, a, that's not, that's, I think that's statistically true. I'm I like the, the most LGBT identifying people in the world per capita, I think is Tel Aviv. If it's not, it's close. Yeah. It's like then, 20, 22 or 25%. If I, the last time I looked. Yeah. Like one in four people in this city <laughs> is like, I'm a gay person or trans or something. So that's a lot. And then uh, that's definitely not Baptist conservative. And then the other ones are like, so Jewish. They think that Jesus was a demon. Right. And that <laughs> right. is not, see that my point is, that is not actually what Jews in America believe or in Europe. Most Jews in America that you meet are, are normal people who are fine, but people like they, the part of the spell is to tie all this craziness up with normal people and get you to hate them just because. And that's what people have to be smart enough to not fall into. Yeah. It's not, sure. it's not this, it's not this, you know, but it is this wild. I don't, I, I was going to say something else about, um, Israeli politics, but I forget what it is, what it was. I don't know. Continue. Oh, no, no. It's, it is like, it's a, such a layered subject, you know, and it's kind of like, I find it very interesting because like we were saying earlier, the average people have no clue. They know they have no clue about not only the politics, but the religion too, because like, like you're saying, you know, average Christians, they, they have this kind of, um, Pollyanna kind of a romanticized view of what the Jews believe over in Israel. Right. And as we yes. were saying, most of the Jews over there are either secular or, or 
very liberal. And then you have the Orthodox who are <laughs> insane and want to kill everybody who doesn't believe like them. So, and, yeah, and there are goes, a lot of there are, there are sects of Israeli politics that if they got power would tear down the the Church of the Nativity, all of the holy sites of Christianity. They would just destroy them. Yeah, because they 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 just and they would do it with Islam too because they just despise those religions, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where they got this idea. Well, you know, I was looking at um, some of the the beliefs of these these really right wing rabbis, and and this is not biblical, but they've twisted it and they and they've put this stuff in like the Talmud and the Zohar and their mystical books too. And so they call modern Rome Christianity in the West altogether. They call it Esau or Edom. And those are names yeah, you know, yeah, from yeah. the Bible. We're, we're, we're Edomites to them. And yes. that is the rejected, the rejected son of, you know, Esau and Jacob. So they got exactly. the promise and we didn't get the promise and Edom. See, this is, this is the other, this is the other crazy, what I was talking about earlier with Kavi on the intro. People think that people that, that like people haven't moved around. Edom means red. Esau means red. He was probably mm -hmm. a red haired guy. Right. And also David being ruddy probably meant he had red hair. Like they, they may have been somewhat white. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, so they're like, oh, well, these, 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 the Edomites and they're out to get us. It's like they, in their minds, in the minds of not all Jews, but in the minds of some sects of Judaism that are not small in Israel and probably some in the diaspora, although less, um, they think that they are in their minds, they are playing out in a war that has been raging between Jacob and Esau since the time of the time of Israel in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, the, and yeah, that these yeah. two son, these two lineages are still fighting. And this is only happening in their heads. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Like, 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 I'm not. We're over here. This is what I mean. They're feeding. They feed them this fear stuff. Like, I, we are, by and large, and the, yes, there are some real Nazis that hate them just for being Jews. But by and large, it, most of what they would call Edomites do not care about. They they don't think about them at all. They're not in a war. But see, they think that we're locked in some war of extermination. Mm -hmm. between the two and only one of these despite the fact that in the bible the last time jacob and esau meet they meet and leave on good terms which i thought was be should be the message hey we we right. we had a disagreement and now we meet on good terms and then we part but they're like no 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 we're still fighting esau it's it's, it's wild hard. yeah yeah and i've got up all these these audio recordings I, I might put it on the next show i'm not sure but uh, of these different Orthodox rabbis talking about Esau and Edom and how Esau Edom has to be destroyed so they can have their utopia. And, uh, and then they say that whoever's left, who is not a part of the tribe will be slaves, but willing slaves that they will teach Torah to and blah, 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 blah. It's just yeah. really crazy that they've been, they, they're, some of these guys are so bold, but I guess they think that for the most part, this stuff won't get out. Uh, from their no, no one will care. They, they, they are you when you hear them talk, you're like, Oh, I see why some of you really were into the fascism because you, you, yes. you're <laughs> look, here's the thing it's so crazy. People will call you racist and anti Semitic for talking about Jews. Okay, there is only one country 
to my knowledge, on Earth. Definitely only one that the West interacts with regularly. Where you, one of the requirements for like citizenship is a blood examination. Mm, like, yeah, where yeah, you can get, right. like, like it is a literal, what are you taught? That you cannot really be more racist than that. Right. Like if you want to, if you like Israel, (laughs) there are other ways, but one of the ways you can become is you can prove your blood ancestry of Judaism. And then they're like, and and then people, if you talk about Israel, people point at you and go, you're racist. And you say that is the, they are, they are an ethnic uh, state, which believes that everyone there should be the same ethnicity. Not all of them. There are exceptions, but this is definitely a big strain in there. And they they have a people that that are Arabs don't get a full vote. It's an apartheid state, mm-hmm. and they are actively seeking to call it. And then they're like, "And you're the bad person." They point around and say, "It's like, and you're the bad person for noticing." Right, it's right, crazy. Like no, like yeah. Israel's do, Israel currently right now not the Jews, but people in Israel right now are currently a little insane, doing crazy stuff and believing crazy things mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah it, it was funny because uh, i posted something on social media the other day and it was something mild it was some something about some some law that had been passed in israel or something and this guy i i've known him for a while on social media but we don't know each other you know uh personally and we've never met but we've had some good conversations in the past well he goes on there and he says i think anyone who um I'm paraphrasing, but I think anyone who says something bad about Israel is a real problem or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. I said, so I said, so you don't even trust your own government, but yet you trust a foreign government? Exactly. Question it's so, mark. It's you so know? stupid. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like people are like, well, you're the bad person. Like in Florida, they tried to make it illegal. What was the law DeSantis pu- passed where it was like, if you try to boycott a thing from Israel, it's, you can't? Oh yeah, the BDS yeah, BDS law. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I would like to boycott from Israel is the is a lot of the child sex change drugs because a lot of those come from Tevastock Pharmaceuticals, which is an Israeli company. And it's like, oh, it's anti-Semitic for me to not want that. Not, uh, are you sure you want to make the claim that it's anti-Semitic to oppose child sex change surgery? But that's the, that's <laughs> right. what it comes. Right. That's what it would logically conclude. Like it's so crazy. Anti-Semitism doesn't even make sense. It's right, Sem- yeah. Semitic is a language group. Exactly, it includes yeah. Arabic. It includes Arab. Like it's it's like so a Jew that hates Arabs is technically anti-Semitic. Right. right? It doesn't mean <laughs> Jew. It's 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 cra- it's a crazy word. It doesn't. This is why all of these things are non. I I declare them all non-valid. These ideas of racism, of anti-Semitism, of big like they're invalid. I just they're don't hate your fellow man which is everyone that's a human being, man or woman, and don't be unjust to them. Mm-hmm. There. You right, don't have to right. fall into all this like crazy identity stuff. Just don't. And if someone's being weird and getting on the and getting on television and saying, listen, to bring Messiah in, I have to find a heifer with not a single non-red hair on it so I can build the third temple and then, and then we will bring about utopia with jesus who doesn't come back you can say that's weird and and that's a little crazy and it's not it's not hatred to be like hey chill 
Mm-hmm. You know, right. this right. is the crazy. It's, it's this crazy spell people that have around Jews, and like I said, I think most of it has been promulgated by this uh, weird Illuminati cult because they want to confuse people. Yeah, it's it's a real mess. You know, it's like if you're and you think about it in proportion to well, if you think about it, if it was any other country, you know, you would not yeah, be just, called. Just, you would not say people would not say you hate. A, B, or C, you know, just because you're critiquing a, a policy, it's, exactly. it's so silly. Like but we put- if <laughs> I, I critique a lot of the, I, I would critique a lot of the, a lot of the way war has been waged in the Congo recently. That doesn't mean I hate black people, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's so exactly. stupid yeah. of a position. Like, no, uh, th- listen, the war, the Congolese war has had a lot of human rights abuses that doesn't mean i hate black people and i can say like hey israel has acted pretty weird that doesn't mean i hate jews and when you right. people try to conflate it just go i deny that your premise even makes sense i don't believe in this weird construct you've made up of anti-semitism i just care about don't hate people you don't hate your fellow man and and it's okay to say when someone's being weird whoever they yeah. are <laughs> you know i don't know yeah. Yeah. What, what can you do? I mean, <laughs> it's cause the media supports that kind of stuff. And you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of like too, it's, it's bipartisan too. So, I don't know if you've ever um, seen um, Cynthia McKinney, who was a representative. I think she was a Democrat at one point, but um, she said that uh, you, when you're a new Senator, a Congressperson or a representative, a federal representative, you have to sign a pledge saying that you will support Israel, the the country, the state, or whatever you want to call it. And um, I, I think John Mearsheimer, I forget his co-author, but I believe he is Jewish. Uh, he may have passed away now, but he wrote a book about the Israeli lobby, and he confirmed that. So it's like, it's just really crazy to think about how our representatives are being asked to support a foreign state regardless of their party or anything like that. And if you bring that up and say something, you are like, she was ruined. Like she was, her whole district got switched around where she didn't even have a job any longer when she brought that up. She, she refused to sign it. So it's really crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's definitely, and I don't know, what it is like i've i've looked you probably know more about what it is than me but it's such a convoluted topic of why that's the case and how that came to be um but yeah it's a it's a big mess <laughs> it's a big mess that because it, and you can it's obvious that there's some weird and you can people be like oh it's conspiracy it's donald it's like donald rumsfeld mccain Bush, other Bush, Kushner, Trump, Obama, Clinton, other Clinton. I mean, all of them have to make this pilgrimage to the wall and why. That's yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's okay to ask what's going on. What 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 do you weird people think? And it doesn't mean you dislike Jews to ask the question and to exactly. say, hmm, yeah. is this really necessary? Is this really should this be what we're doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, I I don't know. It's but it is it is wild. But um and Macron and DeSantis and th- pretty much pretty much all of the Western leaders at some point yes, do this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and Zelensky's there. Zelensky was there. He went to the thing, and they're all like, "Oh, you got to go to the Holocaust Museum." Like, no, I, I don't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I like the Holocaust. Not good. I don't. You may need to because you may want to genocide people. I've never had that desire. I don't need to go <laughs> and and be told that that's bad. You know? Right. Like, right. if you feel like other people need to go, I feel like you're projecting your feelings onto other people. And you're like, oh, well, if you don't, if you don't go to the museum, you may start genociding people. Like, are you a great, is that, that's coming out of your head. You right. Insane. Exactly. Normal people don't need to go to a museum to know genociding is bad. Right. Exactly. Okay. And yeah, also, and oh, that's a bit of a misnomer. I don't like these new sins. There's new, like, genocide, the bad part of genocide is the murder. It's not right. extra bad because of who they are. It's, right. it's just murder. You didn't need a new category. It's murder. Murder's mm -hmm. bad. Right. Yeah. And you should yeah. avoid murder. We don't need a new category. It's like racism. Being unjust to someone is, is the bad part. It doesn't matter for what reason you do it. And so it's like, we already have that covered. We don't need these spares, these new sins, these new yeah. categories. We've already got it covered. You know right. what to do. Right. And, you know, they don't, they never talk about the Armenian genocide. I don't even think they would pass a, I think there was, it come up that they were going to pass a special day to honor the, the victims of the Armenian genocide and it got voted down. And I know from having three kids, they had barely studied what happened under communism, the deaths, you know, and, and the starvation, different things like that under communism at all. But by God, about every two years, they would they would have to read a Holocaust book, a Holocaust-related book. And I'm like, you know, this I, is really, I mean. I think the thing, I think it may be related why all the politics is so around Israel, because there's this total, like, guilt thing about the Holocaust. And so people are like, well, now we have to swing the other direction, maybe. And it, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's crazy, because it's like, no, America stopped the Holocaust. Right. We don't have to feel guilty about it. We're the people that beat the people doing it. Yeah. Like we don't, why would we feel guilty about it? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like everyone that did it pretty much is dead or very, very old. And then those of us on this side are the ones that we went over there and beat them. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. why is, why do they feel the need to, like, it's a crazy mind spell that people have. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you did the opposite of facilitate it. <laughs> right. It's like, it's this, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's a there's an American Jewish author named Norman Finkelstein, and he's probably far more liberal than me. But um, some of his information is really interesting. And he wrote this book called The Holocaust in Industry. And he, if you ever get a chance to see any of his any of his interviews, are really interesting. But uh, he explained in there somehow he found out because his parents were Holocaust survivors. They were barely getting any help or anything like that. He got to like in investigating and there was like millions and millions of dollars worth of money, some from the government, some from these foundations, supposedly going to Holocaust survivors, but was not going to Holocaust survivors. So he spilled the beans and wrote this oh, book yeah, about it. Like so many <laughs> charities, that stuff is just a racket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That exactly. stuff is a is a money laundering racket or something. I don't know. It, it, none of that is. Anytime there's so much emotion around a thing where it becomes manipulative, you can guarantee you're being manipulated. 
Yes. You know, yep. where it's like movie after movie about the Nazis and how bad it's like, that's manipulation. And to call it for what it is, doesn't mean you're like a denier or anything. It's like, no, you are using a past event to manipulate me, a person that had nothing to do with it, uh, into, into feeling bad so that I will do what you want. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so anytime people are like, well, you should do it because of the Holocaust. Like I didn't, I don't, I don't care. Like it's not, it's not a thing that, that I'm involved in. That's your problem. If you have mm-hmm. a problem with it, yeah. you know, it's, and people use it as such emo- emotional manipulation and people yeah. just have to start yeah. like, like if you, if someone, you get on a thing on the internet, it's like, do you want to have a Holocaust, another Holocaust? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I like to point out my go-to move is to point out, Oh, you know how many, you know how many Russians died in world war two? Like 20 million. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that more than the 6 million? Why don't we have a Russian day of remembrance? They were trying to help you too. They were fighting the Nazis too. And no, and you, it's okay to hate the Russians now, even though they did the most to beat the Nazis and they paid the most price for it. Somehow it's okay to yeah. hate them. Like this is insane. Yeah. All of these things are just narratives, which are insane. Don't hate anybody and be able to call out anybody for being weird. And then you just cut through all this nonsense about like identity. And like, I don't even like when people bring it up, it's like, I don't even care if they're a Jew. They're just being a weird person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being yeah. a weird person. Like when you're sitting there arguing <laughs> for Noah Hyde laws on the streets of Tel Aviv, while people are dancing around behind you, waving rainbow flags. And then you've got like an AK 47 in your hand that you just used to shoot an Arab. I'm like, I think you have the problem, sir. Not me. Right. I think you yeah. have the problem. You are, yeah. you are living in a world of in intellectual contradictions that you need to resolve your own self. And I, I will help you find a red heifer if it, if it will help you feel better, but <laughs> right. chill out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's so, it's so the whole, the whole, the whole Israeli and, um, and, and Jewish that's why it's it's correctly called a spell because when you bring it up, people just stop being able to think. Yes, they just like knee jerk reaction over and over again, just like bah, 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 you know. Um, and I that's why I don't know. I just think that, and so like years ago, I would. This is what I get to get back to. Like years ago, I would have gotten mad about all that stuff because mm-hmm. I would have felt like like it's a, and it is tricks. Like it is tricks to emotionally manipulate you. Yeah. But, and then at the same time, there is like truth behind it. Like, like it doesn't, these, the, like all the sides of it have some degree of truth behind them. But then you also just cut through that and goes, okay, but also that doesn't matter because it's a category error. Like you don't need these, these new sins, just, just make up reasons to be confused. Like don't hate, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not kill. Don't do that. Yeah. Thou shalt love thy, thy neighbor as thyself. Like just do those. Just that covers it. You don't need all these crazy categories that you yeah. put in there because that only causes confusion. Right. And like makes right. people like, well, but what? But well, but if you do that, then if you then that's any something. And if you do, it's like, but what? what? What are you talking? About? You know, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all insane. But yeah, that's definitely. why maybe in the future we should just be two Hispanic women talking about basketball. I think that would be fantastic and a lot more fun to listen to. <laughs> I know. We'll just be it, the next uh, the next episode is just going to be me and Odd Man having transitioned both race and sex. 
and yes. having learned Spanish, talking about basketball, the Lakers and the 49ers. Or are, there, are those even basketball teams? I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure the Lakers are a team. Is the 49ers basketball? I They're think not, that right? might be foosball, but I, I don't like, even watch that either. That's like football, right? I think so. <laughs> the 49ers are a, are a football team. Right. I know nothing about, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I so don't care about organized sports. I never, I never, I never did, even though I played them. I was always way more into individual pursuits, like wrestling, track and field. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think I just felt more personal development when it was all on me to to win or lose. Like if you, because if you lose in a football game, and and I did play football in high school a little bit, and if you lose, then you can always blame it on somebody else, you know. Or I felt like if you if you felt to blame yourself, it was unnecessary. Like, well, it wasn't just me that failed, right? Mm-hmm. But like on a wrestling match, it's like, well, no, it was all your fault. <laughs> There's no right. way there, you, the other guy was simply better. And you have to deal with that, you know, and be like, oh, I'm just, I just was not the best. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, and we need more of that. I think like if that was true, the problem with intellectual pursuits is there's no, like if you're in a boxing match and you get knocked out, it is clear who won. And there's no argument in an intellectual debate or like an argument on the internet. Like there's no clear winner. If there was a way to intellectually knock someone out, then the world would be a lot better. Oh yeah. Be forced to reevaluate your life. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah, and so, it's like um yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Just give me we're we're almost done. We've almost reached our time limit. But tell me anything else you want to tell me that is what is what is your what is what is your new passion? Where are you headed? Where are you going? What justify your existence? Ooh, I don't know a, if I, I don't know if I can. There was this woman, this little tiny Chinese woman in graduate school. And she was the wife or girlfriend of someone else. And she could just cut people down in like five seconds. <laughs> she'd be talking to you at a party and she'd be like, and, um, and, uh, uh, what is your dissertation? And they'd explain it. Like, how long have you been working on it? And they go, Oh, you know, for why so long? And you go, well, and you go, do you think it is worth doing? And you, uh, and then, oh, no. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, uh, and at the end of the conversation, uh, they just want to kill themselves because she would just everything. You'd be like, why are you taking so long to finish? It seems very simple. <laughs> uh, so, ju- uh, so I'm the, justify your existence. Where are you headed next? What are you, what is this about? Where is your journey taking you? Well, that's a great question. I, I feel a little bit like, I have kind of been going through a midlife crisis, but I don't know if it's that or I've been kind of bummed out about the things I've been researching the last year or so. But it hasn't been a bad midlife crisis, if that's indeed what it is. And I have some great news uh, that kind of was like it made me feel older, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. My daughter is due to have our grandbaby the 10th of this month, so 10 days from now. So I'm looking forward to that. It's giving me, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's giving me a little bit of um, something to look forward to because, you know, I get so wrapped up in this stuff and just doing the everyday family thing and the work thing that you, you kind of forget, well, why am I here and what's my passion? So it's nice to have something to kind of look forward to. And so uh, that I'm looking forward to that. And I'm hoping that um, 
maybe I can finish this podcast out, uh, you know, a little over maybe 42 more episodes. It'll be 200 and then take a different direction. So that's my goal. And I hope yeah. that uh, I'm able to, I want really want to do these other shows and, and I want to do something memorable that people can go back to. Cause like I said, it's not topical so they can go back and listen to most stuff and not feel like they're listening to an old newscast. So I hope that, uh, I can put, leave something out there that people will have to listen to for a long time, even if it's just a handful of people. Yeah. Man, you said you were 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got, that's a pretty early time to be a grandfather. You've got yeah. plenty of yeah. I mean, most people today don't become a grandparent until like 83 and dead. Oh, I know. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, that's a I, good. I started having kids real young. So <laughs> yeah, it must've been like what? Like 23, 22, uh, 22. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So 22. And then, yeah, that's, that's the good age to have them. I know people, I know a lot of people aren't ready or whatever, but you really want to be like done and they're at, grown out of the house and you're like 40. Yeah. These people that are like of, 57 and their kids are like going into middle school. It's like, what are you doing? Right. You know, yeah. you're, you're so behind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I met a friend, uh, just, uh, maybe three months ago, hadn't seen him in like seven, eight years. And he is probably 53, 54, just had his first kid. So it's like, you know, he's going to be dead. By exactly. The time. Exactly. People don't have any knowledge. People, people <laughs> do not realize that they will die and soon. Right. Exactly. You know, like you're gonna, you're listen, listener, you're probably <laughs> going to be dead soon. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the overall message here. Isn't it? Yes. Isn't that the overall message that we, so you need to like get on it. If you're going to do something 53 and your first baby is a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, what are you even thinking about? You know, you should be a grandparent by then several times over Lauren Bobert, the weird carnival whore. Who's oh, yeah. a sinner. <laughs> she's like a grandmother and she's like 37. Oh, wow. And that's wow, the way to do okay. it. Cause she's a yeah. Senator, right? Yeah. How can you be more successful? She's getting groped at Beetlejuice, the theater and on infrared <laughs> camera at 37 and is a Senator. That's the path to success in America. Is to just Amen. be, just just trailer park max. Yes. Everything else is a failure. You don't you don't see people you don't see people having two kids at a reasonable age and then getting a vasectomy becoming senators, do you? No, no. you don't. You don't see people making good decisions rising to positions of power in this country. You see people having brain aneurysms, almost dying, unable to speak words, freezing in front of the camera, and squeezing out babies when they're 19, becoming the rulers of this country. So that's what you need to do. That's the message of today, I think. I don't know. Where can people find you, Oddman? <laughs> so you can find me at underscore the odd man out on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, in the profiles, it's got, uh, the links to my other stuff, like my Facebook. And, um, I've got a, a video channel on BitChute and a few other things. So yeah, check me out there. And the podcast is the odd man out. Oh, excuse me. It's the, the odd cast featuring the odd man out. So, uh, yeah, check that out. It's on. There you go. And we will everything. give you, we will give you this recording so you can post it there if you would like. Oh, thank you. Own, thank you. As your own show as well. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Just to spread it around, spread around. 
whatever this stupid thing is we're all spending our time doing. Yeah. Uh, and can people support you monetarily in any way? Not that they will, because our listeners are greedy. Understood. Uh, yeah, well, if they want to check me out on Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash the odd man out. Yeah. So listeners, while you pull over to support this, while you pull your car over to get your card out, go ahead and do, you have the money. You have the money. We know that you do. You're just lazy. If you could, if you could flip your hand through the air and there was an app that tracked it and it sent money to us, you would do that. You just don't want to get your card out and sign up for another thing, which I get, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. I, man, it was great to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, man. I, I really appreciate it. I'd love to talk again sometime in the future. I hope I didn't distract you. I, if you wanted to go on a huge anti-Semitic rant and I prevented it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should let free speech happen. Sometimes no, no, I, I can do that on my own show all, anytime. So, <laughs> Yeah, if that's what you wanted to do. I don't think that's what you wanted to do. But if no, it was, no. if it was, uh, I should let free speech happen, I think. Uh, this should be. We should, you know, what we should do is we should just get those two Hispanic women talking about basketball. We just need to make really, really sure they're racist. 